with apologies to my group who have said some of this before, but I'd better just say a little bit about who I am and what I think I've been asked to, to say and do. Um, that's my name, that's my job role, <laughs> job title, Dean of Studies uh, at what is recently, the trustees of it have just decided to rename uh, the All Saints Centre for Mission and Ministry. The reason for that being is that the Southern Northwest Training Partnership, which is this thing that keeps getting mentioned, is the regional training partnership and it has or may have and will have other irons in the fire as it were, apart from what we do. Up to now we've been the only sort of training institution under the RTP but in the future that may not be the case. So we have to be, as it were, slightly separate in our identity. Um, the, uh, what is now All Saints Centre for Mission and Ministry, or SNWTP, or Snowtop, as most of them call it locally, um, ha was set up uh, five, six, seven years ago, I think now, um, to be... Um, or to provide the training of ordinands and readers um, and ministers of other denominations across the Northwest. It started off with Manchester, Chester, and uh, Liverpool diocese. They were the three founding dioceses of the region, as it were. Um, working with ecumenical partners in the uh, Methodist, Baptist, and URC churches through Luther King House in Manchester. Some of you will know of it. Um, so we work collaboratively with them and ecumenically with them. Um, though we also operate separate and different pathways for various reasons. Um, and since originally being those three dioceses, the uh, diocese Soda and Man uh, joined us uh, a couple of years ago um, and, we, and, and for both ordination and reader training. And this September just gone, the diocese of Sutherland, Nottingham and Derby who have long since done their reader training together, uh, have also joined us for reader training. So we're now operating in six dioceses. So as you can imagine, if you start to think about that, that's quite a complex network um, of, uh, of delivery, of organisation, of dioceses, each with their own independent uh, views about things and all the rest of it. But it's, um, it's great fun most of the time. Uh, I'm one of the two people who works full-time in Warrington. We're based in Warrington and the Chester University campus uh, that's in Warrington. There's our leafy. They don't always look as pretty as that. Someone must have, must have hunted for months to find a shot that makes it look as pretty as that. But anyway, <laughs> um, that's where we're based. Um, but as you can probably infer from what I've said already, we are delivering training um, across a wide region. Uh, there are six trainings currently, six training centres just in the Manchester, Chester, Liverpool area and the Isle of Man and, and, and Sutherland, Nottingham and Derby as well. So quite an enterprise. We have around 65 ordinands. Um, it changes from week to week or it seems to, you know, as people come and people go. Um, and around about 130, 140 readers in training. Um, I think that's just, got, I'm not sure the actual exact figure, including the Sutherland Nottingham, not off the top of my head anyway. But it's roughly that. So it's quite a, quite a big enterprise. Um, and it needs to take seriously the different ministry needs of all those different contexts. And that's been quite a task. It was quite a task when the region was set up. 
Um, and it's been quite a task again just recently because we have just been through a process over the last 12 months of revision, complete revision and, and review of the course um, after, you know, after its sort of four or five years of operation um, and also because um, the three original dioceses in particular wanted reader training to be reviewed and so that's been a big, big factor in it as well. So that's, that's who I am and, and, and what we do. In preparing for this, um, just a couple of uh, preliminary remarks, um, one of which came out of the group chatting earlier before tea, which is, of course, that not all colleges, courses and OLM schemes are the same, uh, any more than any given benefice or church is the same as the one next door. Um, so I can only really speak from the point of view of the one that I work for. Um, but uh, there are others in the room who either do or have worked for some of the others around the country, so it may be that the discussions can be a little bit wider as we go on. One of the interesting, if that's the right word, or uh, things that I discovered as I was trying to look for some background information for this um, was to, so I said, well, we're just about to be inspected. We've got, we've got the Minister Division inspectors coming in a, in a month's time. And uh, we know, because they've said to us, that they are going to look at various things, including um, how you approach the training for collaborative. And it's one of the things on the list, at least. So I thought, I know, I'll have a look at all the reports that are published of all the theological education institutions, courses, colleges and schemes um, that exist so far. You can look at them for yourself if you want to. They're all on Ministry Division website, all the ones that have been published in the last couple of years. And I had a look through them all to see what they said about collaborative ministry in all these institutions. And I could only find two reports that mentioned anything significant to do with training of ministers for collaborative ministry. There's lots of references to collaborative working in them, but it's all to do with the institutions working collaboratively with other institutions. And I think that says something <laughs> important about the sort of the context in which we work and one of the problems we're dealing with, as it were. Um, the focus on collaborative ministry in the local church context doesn't seem to be a terrifically high priority under inspection schemes. And um, that, that, that worried me. I was, I was quite sort of surprised in, in coming to that conclusion. And the two, there were two where the collaborative training, not ours because ours is not there yet, <laughs> there's two others um, where the collaborative provision was commended or commented on in some way and interestingly they were both courses rather than colleges. Not that I've got anything against colleges, I trained at a college. <laughs> I, tra I trained at one of the ones who at the time, 25 years ago, was said to be one of the most collaborative in the country, at Serum, so they shut it. Um, and the other thing um, that uh, I noticed is I tried to uh, look at uh, the provision of collaborative ministry training amongst some of the other institutions, theological college, uh, I, I looked at the um, uh, module on leadership and teamwork from another uh, theological college uh, whose um, material I have access to because they're also validated through Chester and we can all see each other's stuff. I mean, that's one of the ways Chester works. 
and I was quite amazed to discover that in their module on, I'm not going to say who it is, but that's unfair, but the, the, in their module on leadership and teamwork, uh, the entire thing seems to be a desk activity. And the assessment at the end of it is a 2,000 word essay. Uh, given what I'm about to say about our <laughs> provision, that also quite surprised and to a certain extent shocked me. That, you know, th th there is a lot of work, I think, still to be done. And we'll, that, we were hinting at that, I think, in our group discussion before, before tea. Okay, um, no, let's leave those alone. I don't want to see them anymore. So let's go on to, to uh, um, first of all, the context in which we have to work, which is that we are, for better or for ill, now very outcome-driven. You know, that's a sort of thing in higher education. That's a thing in uh, the way ministry division works as well at the moment. Um, and so we have the, the outcomes, the national outcomes, and many of you who are Darson officers will work with them at different stages because they, they, they're written for all the different stages at the point of selection, at the point of ordination, at the point of um, uh, in first, uh, the completion of IME 4 to 7, the, you know, the training period, and so on. Sorry, if I sh say jargon and it doesn't mean anything to you, shout and I'll try and explain it. We said we would do that, didn't we? So I apologise if I use things like IME and you don't know what it means. Does everyone know what IME means? Initial Ministerial Education. It's the Church of England's Ministry Division shorthand for the training period for um, readers and, and uh, ordinands and technically covers a seven year period. And the first three... IME 1 to, seven, uh, 1 to 3 is that which is covered by the training institution even if you only do two years it's IME 1 to 3 and 4 to 7 <laughs> is the period that covers um, accuracy, first licensing you know, the initial period of reader ministry or whatever it happens to be and again it isn't necessarily four years but uh, that's the jargon um, and the um, outcomes for ordained ministry nationally do say something about collaborative ministry. They do say that we in the institutions um, need to be aware, need to be working on the fact that these people have to demonstrate effective collaborative leadership and an ability to work in teams in a limited range of settings and learn from these experiences. That's what they tell us. So that, that's what we have to take seriously. And if I then look further ahead, um, it says that they are working towards, at the point of um, first incumbency or something like that, um, being effective team members and exercising a position of responsibility in a team environment. If we were to look at the same uh, thing for readers, the national outcomes, they're, they're, they're newer. Uh, they, they, they're more recent. But they do say that at licensing, a reader should be able to exercise collaborative leadership. Uh, and um, if you uh, again follow the, them on to uh, later on, they are on a path towards, this is an interesting, can accept and relinquish personal responsibility, enable others to lead within collaborative structures, model accountability within leadership and collaborative structures. Uh, that, that's, that's readers. That, that's the national definition, out, outcome, learning outcome for reader ministry. Um, and it also says in the reader document that to develop collaborative ministry, some training should be with ordinance. 
uh, in our particular case, the way we organise it, uh, two-thirds of reader training is done with the ordinance who are on the same course, and that works out as one-third of the ordinance training, because they do a longer period. Then we have our own course outcomes, and um, we are quite keen to, and we've been going through this process over our review, and because we've been, not just because we've been inspected, but because we've been inspected, um, to make sure that our course outcomes, because that's what inspectors look at and everybody else looks at these days, match to, to these national ones. So we have um, a course outcome, at the t uh, you know, the main course outcome for us that says uh, that all our students, uh, when they have completed their programme of training, should be able to work collaboratively, both in the church and in the world, and have a passion for making this a reality in their own work and ministry. Um, and alongside that, of course, there is the individual. Again, we were commenting in our group just before coffee about training and, and the problems of training where it's seen as like a sausage factory, where everyone has to go through the same processes the same things and not necessarily the most appropriate things for them and we try or we are working at trying to take that seriously in our um, programs um, by developing individual learning programs for every student that will try and take you know their, their own context and ministry together so for example if it is an ordained local minister whose context is clearly going to be in a certain type of collaborative ministry in Liverpool diocese and a different type of collaborative ministry in Manchester diocese because they operate their schemes differently and in, a, in Chester they don't have OLMs they just have NSMs that don't move um, don't move parish that is I don't mean don't move <laughs> uh, um, you know, each of those has to have its own sort of uh, way of dealing with those particular things. So that, that's, that's what drives us, if you like. Um, how do we make our way through all this? Well, we do review constantly. One thing we, we, we try not to do, hard not to do, is say, right, we've got that right sorted, ticked. You know, we are always coming back to say, can we do this better? Can we, uh, can we learn ourselves from what's happened here and find a better way to do it? And so constant review is very important for us. Um, we are not never the same twice. That would be too much hard work, I think. But perhaps rarely the same twice. So that we um, always take fresh views of this. We we'll always take a fresh um, look at things like placements, like um, how collaborative uh, assignments or collaborative working or group work or whatever it is we're doing, how it actually works out in practice. Uh, I know this is a, a chestnut and I remember reading it in Joanna's book here from 2003 all about organisations that say they model collaborative ministry as if that's the answer to all uh, ills when clearly it isn't but on the other hand if you don't model collaboratively ministry and you only talk about it that doesn't work, does it? So you've got to model collaborative. In fact, if the, the other comments in those inspection reports about collaborative ministry are to do with those colleges mainly who do not model it in the way they operate the, their institution. Well, we try quite hard to do that. Um, as you will know, I'm sure, collaborative ministry, doing it, modelling it, takes more time, takes more effort, has all sorts of little hiccups on the way. Um, 
and that's fine. <laughs> no, I mean that, that's that's one of the joys. I, that's why I enjoy working for this particular organisation. And most of us on the course management team um, are very committed to that in our own different ways and with our own different backgrounds. It's it's very important to us. Um, so it's modelling it in sorry modelling it in the management of the course, in the leadership of the course, in the way the modules are, are taught, um, team taught, and um, team planned, and all the rest of it. Uh, work-based. This is a jargon. Sorry about that. That that's work-based uh, because we teach a foundation degree, and that's the language that foundation degrees use. But it basically means placement. Um, there is a significant placement element to what we do. Whatever course you're on, whatever pathway you're on, um, whatever ministry you're training for. Um, God, uh, just last week, uh, someone came to talk to me about whether, that, whether this was the right course for them as an independent student, not as someone sponsored you know, for ordination or for read training. Um, she's actually just been appointed as a hospice chaplain, and the hospice trustees want her to do something theological. Um, and um, so talking to her about how this course will map out for her, if she comes to join us, um, in terms of placements. And it was a really rewarding conversation to talk about what she she might do in her home church, what she might do in the hospice, what other opportunities might be available. That's very important to us to make sure that people get a lot of work-based experience. Um, and it is one of the places where people will get experience of collaborative working, or they ought to if they do the things we ask them to do. Um, and the way we, we try and look after individual students through their directors of studies, we have many directors of studies, um, we try to encourage and help people to take that seriously. Um, assessment of placements, assessment of what's going on in placement will involve, they can't do it without working collaboratively with all sorts of people in that context, be it worship leaders or musicians or other clergy and other ministers or, or a whole variety of people depending on, on, on their context. Um, but they won't be able to complete and as it were pass their placement unless they do engage with that sort of work. And then every module um, and uh, activity um, is mapped to those learning outcomes that I showed on the previous slide, um, the three sets of learning outcomes. So for example, let me just take one module, I'm not going to go through them all because we haven't got time, but one module called Learning Theologically Together um, includes a learning outcome just for that module which says that... Um, you know, to pass this module, to demonstrate that you have met the learning outcomes of this module, you must show an ability to work collaboratively with others and show sensitivity to a variety of different perspectives, including those of people outside the church. And because that's a learning outcome, obviously that means that has to be taught, learned, that has to be part of the learning for that module. Um, collaborative tasks in teaching sessions, collaborative leadership teaching in some modules, um, experiential approaches that require people to reflect on their experiences, structured reflections, all that pastoral cycle stuff that people so love or not. Um, but one of the things that we, we're quite keen to do uh, in all of this is that all of that reflecting, all of that pastoral cycle stuff is on real tasks. Um, or as realistic as it possibly can be. 
Um, so, for example, uh, if it's if it's ethics, we've got an ethics module starting next week. So, if it's ethics, then we will ask them to organise, arrange, hold a group discussion in a local church with real people on a real issue that's of meaning to that church now. Um, then they will do their reflection on it as a group exercise, not just about the um, ethical issue and what they can draw out about ethics, but also about that experience of, of working in a group, working collaboratively. Because we also make, make two students do that together. So they have to actually bring people together from two churches to do it. So there's quite a lot of steps involved in, in, in making that happen. Um, though of course it's easier in certain churches to have two students in the same church because they probably just do it in the same church, don't they, Jan? <laughs> there's someone here who's been on the receiving end of, of students who've been on the receiving end of this, so you can ask Janet afterwards <laughs> Uh, what, she, what it's like from the other side. Um, though I have to say her students are, are just about out the, they're out the other end of it now, aren't they? And we have changed a lot since then. <laughs> um, so we have um, assessments that are really focused quite seriously, quite a lot of time and thought is put into how these can be actually helpful um, in, in developing collaborative ministry and not just uh, sort of self-knowledge or knowledge um, uh, by an individual. Um, they will do uh, in Bible study, they will do a group Bible study and a group reflection on it. And again, it's not just about what, what the Bible process, they are also being expected to, to uh, show and demonstrate uh, how that is collaborative and what they've learned collaborative. Of course, that's an important thing, isn't it, about collaborative. I mean, it's not just giving people the experience. I think this is commented on in Joanne's book, that um, it's not just having the experience, it's actually being able to reflect on that and, 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 and learn from the experience and draw out the learning from it. That's a very important part of it. Um, we have a module on service and leadership. Uh, they will do, again, do group work, group project on collaborative ministry. We particularly ask them there to do um, something on collaborative ministry. Um, working together with other students in that particular case rather than people from the parish or church. Um, and so I could go through all the modules, or all the main modules anyway, uh, and show that we do actually take quite seriously the way we assess the learning outcomes which are mapped particularly to those ones, or at least partly I should say, to those ones uh, on collaborative ministry. Uh, and we also um, have to take it seriously because there's an expectation we report about this. And if you've got these things in learning outcomes for students at the national level, then the reports that we write to the sponsoring bishops or sponsoring churches or whoever it is um, expect you to comment on these things. Well, if you've not taken them seriously in the training, how can you comment on them? I mean, that's the sort of my thinking about it. So we need to take quite seriously that if we are going to report and say, yes, this person is uh, working towards, or this person is absolutely useless at collaborative ministry, or whatever we're going to say, we need to have some real hard evidence and experience to base that upon. So that's a sort of overview of our way through it, but there's a constant challenge that comes up that we, con we, we often sort of say to ourselves, and I'm interested, this is one thing I, I've come to, to, the, to the conference this weekend, wanting to gain a little bit of insight into, into this one. The learning that we do with these students, be they reader, uh, ordinance, or, or other uh, candidates for ministry, is obviously now, it's going on now. 
um, learning happens best, especially this sort of experiential, reflective learning that I've been talking about, happens best when it matters to you. If you're being told, this is why I say about um, uh, when you have um, a group task, it ought to be a real one or realistic one. I am very wary of sort of role plays that, ha that you have no investment in no meaning for you. You know, if, if the task doesn't mean something for you, I'm, I'm not sure you learn an awful lot from it, always. Now, some people will, because some people are like that, but, you know, across the, bro uh, uh, the, bro the, bo the board, I'll get it right, uh, I'm not so sure. So, learning when it matters is quite important. But if we are learning now and learning when it matters is important, when it's real, well, when is it real? It's real mostly when you get out there and doing ministry. Um, real is, is, is in some senses in the future and yet we're training people for it now um, and that, that is quite a challenge that's why we do some of the things the way we do that's why we try and make sure our placement experience is, is real this is why we, we try you know we, we don't have classroom exercises on ethics we get them to go and you know work with an ethical issue that's going on in their local context or something like that you know to try and make it as real as possible but even so people will say I needed to know that we get it, get it all the time you know I would have liked to have known that two years ago or I don't really need to know that because I, I, you know, I'm not doing that now two years down the line I've forgotten what that I thought you know what some how do you how do you get that to work when we're in one to three you know and then there's four to seven and then there's the rest of your life so that's the, that, that would be the, the challenge I would be interested um, to hear by the end of the, uh, the, the weekend. How effective is it? Does it work? Does it produce teamwork? Um, well, that's more difficult to, to assess in some ways, and you hear so many different stories. Um, one of the things that goes back to where I started is uh, Mike Parsons did a survey of uh, nearly 400 clergy who'd been ordained over a period of time recently. Mike Parsons was uh, part of the WEMTEC, as was. Um, and um, he discovered interesting things about all sorts of things. Um, but, uh, and he didn't find an awful lot of difference between college and course in most areas. Um, but nearly 30% of the clergy he surveyed, these, so these are people who have been in post for um, one to several years, not, not tens of years, but just, just a handful of years, 30% um, of them, and it was two to one college to course, said that they needed further training for the leadership roles that they actually faced them in real ministry. And that's, that's the sort of thing I was trying to sort of hint at with the last slide, you know. How do, we, how do we get that back there in a way that is useful for people? Um, there are anecdotal elements uh, um, and anecdotal stories. I'm not sure whether they're really helpful, but uh, there are all sorts of, uh, you know, stories we can tell about when it works and when it doesn't work. Um, but I'm really interested in coming back to this one. Um, I don't know, I don't need to repeat what I said. That, that, that cycle of how you make training real, 
so that it isn't a sausage machine, so that it isn't something that people can just forget, that's always pointless to them or doesn't mean anything to them, um, but is effective and creates people, helps people to become collaborative in ministry from day one, as it were. Not a bolt-on, but you know, something that's fundamental to the way they work. Right, I think the idea was that uh, having sort of introduced my end of the story to you, Adrian, <laughs> where's he gone? Uh, that you should... Uh... Can I just ask, if I'd ask about any questions, it'd only be just to establish any matter of fact, really. Because what we would like to do now is break into your groups, and the group leaders have got some questions to stimulate discussion further. And at the end of the set, towards the end of the session, we'd ask you to formulate some questions that you might wish to raise with Martin to bring back to the evening session. So uh, debates about what you've heard maybe more would be more usefully done later on. But if, if there's anything you just want to clarify, this that might affect the discussion in just a, a fact. Then Martin, that might be well. Does someone here? Sorry. Can I just repeat to Mike Carson's conclusions um, of those surveyed, it was, and it, I think it was about 380 clergy in their first seven years, roughly. Uh, 30% of them, I think it was 28 point something, nearly, nearly 30%, um, said they needed further training for the leadership roles that they actually had to exercise. In, in ministry. They didn't, in other words, they didn't feel that the combination of college or course plus IME as uh, the post-ordination training as they had experienced it at the point of the survey was adequately preparing them. Um, so it was 30% and 2 to 1 college to course. What's your definition of collaborative ministry on your definition of it. I don't know we have a definition of it. Definitions. <laughs> um, I think this is, if, I'm not sure, uh, if I'm reading you right, I'm not sure, sorry if I'm not, you'll have to stop me and I'll suck in. But the way uh, I would respond to that is each of the diocese has a slightly different expectation of the way it implements shared ministry, collaborative ministry and what that means and how that operates um, f and um, one of the ways in which Liverpool diocese, perhaps they're going to say something about this this afternoon, but one of the ways in which Liverpool diocese uh, does that is uh, it encourages each parish, each church, each benefit, whatever it is to answer that question for themselves. That's, I think that's why I hesitated because I come from the Liverpool environment. <laughs> Uh, having worked there for 13 years. Um, and I can now answer it from that environment. I'm not sure whether that would be the same as they would say in Manchester. But are, but are there any biblical or theological pictures that you could actually say this gives you a bit of a taste of what God calls us to rather than what we do? Um, <coughs> well, yes, I think so. I, I think we could... 
uh, the, the sort of general introductions to these these sort of explorations will explore a number of, of, of different ways into this. So people will look at models like models of you know how does the, our understanding of Trinity affect our understanding of 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 you know working together and collaborative working, our understanding of power and and sharing and the relationship between power and love and those sorts of things. Um, others I've known um, in the team that do, that does this module. Uh, quite keen on the, the leadership of Jesus and the models of you know ministry of Jesus, um, which is I think quite different. You know, it's a very different sort of, of model, but um, it, it is one that, as as they would understand it, you know, involves everyone, um, has clear leadership, but uh, there is. You know, there are disciples, there are those who go out, there are those who are called and sent, um, but it involves everyone. Or there are other people, again this is a good theme in the liberal diocese's materials I know, which prefer to explore you know, um, Pauline models. You know, the body and um, equipping the saints and uh, um, uh, and sort of insights like that. So what I'm going to say, I see those different emphases coming from the from the different parts of of the the groups we serve. I don't know that we have on the course a particular line to toe on that. What significance do you place if someone doesn't work out very well in their in your assessment of how collaborative they are? I say seriously, I mean, you know, one would say we're not going to recommend this, this person to the bishop. You could do that. Um, it would have to be something quite serious, isn't it, to, to actually say we, because of the way this person behaves or goes about things, that, they, that we could not recommend them for ordination. But but we might well be recommending a pointing. You know, part of the reporting is to point out warts and all how people are but I mean we might well be reporting that this person needs further help training support whatever and that seems to be a key focus in a lot of the um, others who work post ordination might tell me differently but that seems to be a, a key thing in a lot of the um, ways in which our dioceses work at the moment anyway is that this is not about um, saying you can't this is about helping you find the right ways so that you can um, the right support, the right income. But, but we would certainly say it in a report if we felt it to be true. I've certainly read it in reports. Yes. Can I take one last? You mentioned that 30% of new clergy, newish, yeah, feel that they need new, new training. What about clergy who've been there longer than that? I feel they know it all. Um. <laughs> it's hard to know whether that's a question of fact or a question of <laughs> I think there's a big question there for, for uh, you know clergy, CME, you know continuing ministerial education development, whatever on that on that area. Obviously, there is um, some dioceses. I know you know maybe that Bishop um, Anthony will be able to share something with us you know later in in the conference about a diocese that's made considerable inroads into this sort of area. Um, but it is an issue. I think the reason Mike Parsons was asking the question is because um, it's no good us asking about how people were trained 20 years ago. You know, that's gone. 
yeah, that's past. We can ask how people were trained within the last five to ten years because the institutions are probably still not that dissimilar. Uh, and therefore, we can feed back to ourselves, because he was part of this, you know, how we should therefore respond to that. So that's why it's only the first few after ordination. But I'm sure the answer to what you're asking is, I don't know about they know it all. I would say, not interested in it. <laughs> no, some and some, isn't it? Some and some. Because I should um, share ministry. I mean, Robin's been writing books on it for years, and you know we've got uh, uh, plenty of material that's been helping some of us through it for 20, 30 years or so. Um, so it's not all dark.